0: The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. I'm so delighted to be speaking today, and uh, my talk title that I want to share with you is Raising Above Separation from Illusions. Raising above those illusions of separation. And I recognize that in the last six months, that we all have experienced that separation, you know, the social distancing, the mask, um, staying at home, and there has to be a deeper meaning to all of that, no doubt. But talking about that recognition of finding that inner compass within us. So I believe that we can raise above the illusion of separateness, because that illusion of separateness is when we are separate from ourselves, separate from others. And that was taking place long before six months ago. Nelson Mandela, he wrote this. He said, "I, um, a person, is a person through other people. I am because you are. So in spiritual truth, there is no otherness. And we need to be one with another. So illusion, what is illusion anyway? Illusion is an energetic and it's like moving back and forth in conditions. And many times moving back and forth in conditions psychologically is moving into the worry, moving into the doubt, oh, moving into the hope, but back into the worry, back and forth. So I'm asking us to be able to raise a Above that illusion, and I believe that we can, I know that we can, and raising above that illusion of separation is asking us to uh, halt or stop looking outside of ourselves. Oh, it's so easy to do that, isn't it? But to recognize that within us, that there's an inner compass, I like to refer to it as a compass because it provides direction. And to be able to turn inward to recognize that that which never separates. And that's that spiritual truth. That's that peace. That's that soulfulness that Reverend Barry, Dr. Barry, spoke about in his beautiful prayer today. That's that place of divinity. That's that place of God. That's that place of harmonic love. For me, God is love. That's that place that never dies. That's that place that lives forever. And it's in every man, woman, and child. And as a beautiful song painting with the colors of the wind, it's also in nature. And sometimes, yeah, nature's beautiful, and I love my flowers, and I'm gonna have to bring them in tonight off my porch because they say it's gonna snow in Denver. But it's more than that, it's also our nature. So, for us to turn inward is to recognize a greater circle. And that circle is unbroken. Dr. Ernest Holmes he has written about circles. He said, everything is of a circle that there's circles within circles. There's a great spiral of life that is never ending. So it's asking us to bust through our judgments. Boy, big order. To bust through our judgments because when we're looking outside of ourselves, we're into our whys. We're into who to blame. We're into the shoulds, and how am I going to do this? So to be able to turn inward into that greater place. My good friend, Doug Goodfeather, I give thanks for his presence because he reminds me from time to time to kneel down on Grandmother Earth and pray. I love it when we can do that together. And this coming fall, he's going to be coming forth with a wonderful book called Think Indigenous. Think indigenous. And I love this book because I recognize that indigenous applies to every one of us, to every being who lives on this planet, because indigenous refers to homeland, and we all have a homeland. And perhaps even spiritually, we, we could say that there's no place like home, there's no place like heart, That's the homeland for each one of us. I want to share a beautiful prophecy. This is the Eagle Hoop, hoop meaning circle, prophecy. This took place in 1994. There was a beautiful elder here in Colorado. And he was... um, Here, and he had this vision. He was a Mohican elder. And in the night, as he slept, a mighty eagle flew over where he was sleeping. And what he recalls is that this eagle dropped a beautiful beam of light upon him. And that beam of light came from the heavens all the way to the earth. And as it touched him, that beam of light became a beautiful, beautiful tree with all its branches and with all its flowering leaves. And he said, soon the leaves fell from the tree and the branches And all that was left was this beam of light, this vertical beam of light. And the beam of light, vertical, moved to the side, and it began to draw a mighty circle all the way around, a complete circle. Then he said there was a point of light that came from the heavens and it landed in the west. There was another point of light that came from the east, another point of light that came from the south, another point came from the north, and each one of those points of light had an eagle feather, and they were touching this wheel, this hoop, And pretty soon, there was a hundred points of light coming down, and the eagle feathers came and placed themselves on this hoop. Oh, what an incredible vision. It touched this man deeply to the point, and this is a true story, to a point that he sought out elders in South Dakota, 17 elders in South Dakota to share his vision, what had taken place. And they said, you need to build this. You actually need to build this hoop. And so he did build a circle. And the eagle feathers came to be attached to this circle. And from that point, the elders invited two from the North American continent, to be present in prayer. Two from South Africa. One elder came from Finland to represent the white nation, race, of beings. And then from the point of the east, a Tibetan Buddhist came all the way to sit and be with this hoop. They said it was so beautiful because as they all came and prayed, there was chants and there was meditation, there was spoken prayer, and it just raised them all to that place of, have you ever been in a space in prayer or even when you're laughing where you're kind of beyond time? Well, it sounds like they were beyond time. And so what took place from the elders that gathered from around the world, they said, we need to take this hoop to the world. And so I traveled to 35 states, to Canada, and to the world. And I'm also aware, I know this was 1994, seems like a long time ago, but I also recognized that when I was present down in the southern hemisphere in Peru, that an elder there showed me a huge wall, a mural that had been painted just about that same time in history of how people could come together and be one. Then they told me that some of the Mayan elders that had lived on the top of mountains, 22,000 feet, for they went there thousands of years ago, some of them, their ancestry, to be able to hold the truth they knew. 2006, they were told to come off the mountain to be able to share what they knew about humanity. So I love that story, and I recognize in that that those gifts and all who gathered and who took these gifts, they refer to them as the sacred gifts. And I want to share those sacred gifts with you this morning for the Four Sacred Gifts that traveled with this eagle hoop, this circle. The first one was the power to forgive. The power to forgive the unforgivable. And I want to just acknowledge Dr. Anita Sanchez who wrote the book The Four Sacred Gifts. And she talks about forgiveness and I share her story as a young girl, beautiful Hispanic family, that her father was in a bar one night, just sitting there with his friends, and someone entered, I believe it was a white gentleman, that entered and shot him from the back, killed him. She was 13 years old to find out that her father had been killed. And when they investigated this, the man said, I thought he was a black man from the back. So you can see that Dr. Anita has grown like a beautiful flower out of that unforgiving pain of loss into seeking answers, into blooming into being able to recognize their sacredness, which means wholeness, in everything and so many people have experienced that unforgivableness so the power of forgiveness forgiveness is releasing ourselves from the prison of what did or did not happen and what we wished had or had not happened in order to stand in the circle of life as a whole human being Perhaps forgiveness means just to stop blaming. Just to stop blaming. So one of the sacred gifts that traveled with that beautiful hoop that is inlaid in many ceremonies on this planet that many times we don't hear about the spiritual work that's being done. The spiritual work that's being done in our very own community here. Forgiveness. A sacred, sacred gift. And the second, the second sacred gift, the power of unity. And unity means wholeness, to be one. And that's what we are based on here at Mile High Church. I feel all religions are because there is only that one God, that love, that intelligence that is present, everywhere. But to be able to open to it and feel our very own unity. I want to share a story about um, unity. I have such great respect for a lady. She now lives in the spirit world. She has passed on. She used to be a member of our community, Mile High Church. Linda Nuttle was her name. And Linda was Lakota, She was raised in a boarding house up in South Dakota, and she was able to go on with her education, well-educated woman. So here in the city, she created a center. It was called a healing center. It was just a little storefront, nothing fancy. And I got to know Linda, and Linda was a gift to me. And I know in sharing her story, Linda still is a gift. Because she had people who came, um, retired teachers, who would teach these young kids how to read, how to do their math. She even had computer classes for them. And so she invited me to her center several times. And she would have black children. Not just children, she'd have adults too. Oh, and the beautiful Hispanic community. And the white folks were there. And the Native American people came. And I remember she once said, oh, with these little Native American children, I asked them, what is your real last name? Because a lot of them adopted other names because they were afraid to use their real name. So you can see that she created a real healing, uh, embracing community. And she taught in circles. She had a big circle on the wall. In fact, she had the children make the circle. And out back by the alley, they created a special little, uh, tiny little park where they could go out there and eat their lunch, and they would meet in circle, and she would teach in circle. So I give thanks for Linda Nuttall, because at her memorial, which she, the family had asked me to conduct, Many of those little kids that had grown into fine adults were there. And they stood and they read poetry that because Linda believed in them, no doubt there's someone that believes in you today, like Linda believed in those children, that they read this beautiful poetry about how their lives were filled with healing light and that they were good and wholesome beings. So... Beautiful, beautiful, that sacred energy of healing, how it takes place in so many ways. The simplicity of Linda and how she created that center. And also, another sacred, sacred holy gift is the gift of healing. And all these went with this sacred hoop, circle. And the gift of healing, It's unconditional love, to know the truth, is to set us free. Perhaps some of you have heard me tell this story in some of my classes I teach, but I want to share it again with all of you. Quite a few years ago, friends of of ours had an organization called the World um, Hope Organization. And they had traveled to many communities, similar to Linda, with just an open heart. And they would be with communities, just learning from them. Because we have a lot to learn from each other, don't we? And so because of their fine work they did with the Hopi Indians, one day they received a phone call from the Kennedy Space Center, from NASA. And they were asking my friends if they could bring a couple of the Hopi elders that had never been off this little reservation to the center. Well, they prayed on it, and they finally approached the the Hopi folks, and they said, if we can go with you, we will go. And so on the airplane for the first time, and they go down to the Kennedy Center. And what it was, was the astronauts that had been in space wanted to talk to the Hopi elders. They wanted to know what the elders knew about the stars. And so they, my friend Kathy said that they went into a big conference room with a big table, and she looked at her husband and thought, oh, I don't know why we have done this, because it seems so awkward. And they sat at this table, and no one said anything. They had translators with them. But the gentleman involved, nothing was said. And she said then, all of a sudden, one of the Hopi elders began to sing his prayer out loud. And I quote my friend Kathy. She said, everything came to a circle. And they were able to share and to talk together and learn from each other what the astronauts had seen and what the Native Americans had seen. Precious, precious truth. So that healing takes place and it takes place setting that circle, that openness within our hearts of unconditioned love. And the last sacred truth is hope itself. And hope is, it's an interesting thing, hope is a spiritual muscle. And hope is an energy source. It's really okay to have hope. Because it says that muscle's moving to move us towards that point of healing. And I shared something that touched me, I think it was uh, two weeks ago in Denver. I heard it on one of our uh, broadcast channels that a young b- a black man and his family used their um, check that they had received from the government and they created a nonprofit. Maybe you saw that on TV, too. And the nonprofit was to take inner-city children fishing. Well, that got my attention, because I'm a fisherman from, or fisherwoman from way back. To take them fishing. And so it showed that these small kids with a little backpack, and then other people heard about this, and they purchased the backpacks to give to the children, the T-shirts that said, City Anglers and the children were able to go to the mountains and to the reservoir to fish. That project is a project of hope for the future. And it has taken roots. And I sense, watch out, fish, because here comes the kids to learn something new, something different. So the momentum that was started in 1994, I sense that we're living still in a deeper level of that momentum that supports that greater understanding and lifting beyond racism and above injustice. Raising above the illusion of separateness. So I invite each one of us with the sacred gifts that were on, still on this mighty wheel of forgiveness, of healing, unity, and hope. And I invite you to create a circle. I invite you with your families to create a circle, whether it's around the dining table, or maybe it's out in the backyard, but sit in circle, sit in circle and see what takes place. Listen with a soft ear to each other. Be present, perhaps even creating at the very center of that circle a place of heart, a place that is unconditional. And so I would like to um, close my talk by um, reading a poem from Linda Nuttall. And it's entitled Circles. I am the sacred circle of a thousand people praying. I am the heart and the soul of a thousand people praying. And I am the breath of a thousand people praying. I am the breath that can be seen and my voice can be heard I am the fears unseen and the love, the peace, the unfolding of a thousand prayers. I'm a thousand prayers today, and I come to be blessed and to be blessed. And I am forever, forever the sacred circle of committed love of a thousand, a thousand prayers. So as we move into prayer right now, I just want each one of us to know that each one of you, you are that point of light. And that point of light is touching you. It is touching me. It has touched all humanity. And so I recognize that presence of a living God, that living God that goes beyond any condition And that we in our lives, we take the circle out of circumstances and we raise above those conditions with light and with love. With that light and love, we just allow that, that healing and that absolute union to be the very light of our souls and to recognize like the beautiful song the many colors of the rainbow. And we all come together as one. Because we have all come from the one. So I give thanks for each one of you in this incredible sanctuary of love, this extended sanctuary of love that is meeting you right where you are right now. Find that place of circle this day. So I give thanks for this healing light. With incredible gratitude in my heart, I say, thank you, Spirit. And so it is. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, please visit us at milehighchurch.org. Have a fabulous day.